Well, hello and welcome. It is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie here on EWTN Radio. Should add, and you, it is your program. We appreciate you tuning in today. I'm Jerry Usher along with Debbie Giorgiani. We have our affiliates. Thank you so much for carrying the program. Matt, Ace, and Jeff, the show team, are all in their positions. And Debbie, we are ready to roll here for a Tuesday broadcast. We are, and uh, we really and truly um, ask that our Take-Two family step up and uh, answer this question. This could be a really heavy one, but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Um, an important topic for us to discuss. Do you feel the world is changing for the better or the worse? For the better or for the worse? So um, please, um, well, with in light of what's happening in Israel, I think, um, you know, a lot of us are going to be saying that the world is definitely changing rapidly. And it's it's not for the better. But let's discuss it from all angles. Because that's what we do here on take two, we just we uh, talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. So how do you think the world is changing? Please call in 833-288-3986. We often say that we uh, we plan these topics well in advance, and it's kind of interesting how when these when they do come up, uh, time for them to air, there are things going on that relate specifically to the topic. So, as Debbie said, you know the uh, the issue going on in the Middle East, but also any other way that you think the world is changing for the better, for the worse, maybe a combination of the two. There are always good developments and advancements. There are always kind of setbacks in culture, society, and the world. So give us your thought on this as you take a look at the big picture here from where you uh, from where you are. 833-288-EWTN is the number. 833-288-3986. Do you feel the world is changing for the better? for the worse, or a little bit of both. True. And uh, Matt Kabinsky is waiting to answer your call. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. We do we do expect you to call in because this is a live call-in program, a safe platform for all of us to come together and to really discuss things in a very deep way so that we can walk away from this brief hour we spend with one another a little bit changed and hopefully a little bit closer to God. So that's how it works. We're not we're not uh, seeking any type of heavy debates or arguments or, or conflicts or anything of that nature, or we're not trying to convince one another. We're trying to have a discussion like good Christians should. So here is the number 833-288-3986. That's the number to call. Fill the phone lines if you want to talk about what's going on in the world. Do you think it's changing for the better or for the worse or somewhere in between or Mm -hmm. you don't have a comment and you're just, uh, you just want to listen, just call in because you're part of the family. Other ways you can get a hold of us, of course, email take2 at EWTN.com. You're welcome to email anytime, 24-7. We just ask that if you email during the show with your thoughts on the topic, try to keep it as concise as possible so we can review it and possibly get to it on the air. If you're among the many watching on Facebook and YouTube with your video, hello there to all of you. You can post your comments there. Get the chat going, as Debbie always says, and you can post on the show website as well, take2show.com. But what do you think about the uh, the state of the world right now? Again, things recent events have sort of tilted things, maybe slanted things in one direction, but maybe you sort of look around and you see a lot of good things going on. You know, so we're, at, we're kind of talking today about how you view the uh, direction of the world in general, at least from where you are. Better, worse, a little bit of both, 833 833- 288-3986. Matt Gabensky already busy on the phones there, but there are still a couple of lines open, so you'll get through on one of those if you call right now. 
Absolutely. So please call us. We're a very friendly uh, place for you to call in. Uh, most of you, it's your first time ever. I mean, ever, ever calling into a radio show. And we, Jerry and I are so grateful for that. We love you guys that you feel so comfortable with us that you're like, this is the very first time I've ever called into a talk radio show. And I made it your show. Take two. Well, it's your show because it's take two because of you. And uh, you are the teachers with, with your lived experiences. We learn and grow. That's how the mystical body of Christ works. Please dial in 833-288-3986. And Jerry, I know we're coming uh, off of a three-day holiday weekend, and I, people are just getting back into the rhythm of things. Um, uh, but if you are listening and you can add to this discussion about if the world is getting uh, better or if it's going in the wrong direction or you want to make a comment about the world, maybe you have some great wisdom you can impart that could help us all. We could change the world today with this conversation, this episode, 833-288-3986. I think I would come down in the, in the middle. I think the world is changing for the worse in many, many ways, some very egregious ways, actually. We see so socially, culturally, morally, a lot of things that are being taught in schools, entertainment, you know, television. I mean, the list could go on and on. But at the same time, I think uh, for me anyway, you may agree with this, Debbie, being involved in Catholic media, you, you get the opportunity to see a lot of good things that are going on, mm -hmm. how the world is changing for the better with ministries and, and people just, you know, rising up and, and wanting to be uh, a voice for change, a voice for positive change, not only in the church, but in the world. So mm -hmm. I think there are a lot of good things going on, but, you know, mixing in with a lot of the uh, very, very seriously bad things that are, mm -hmm. that are taking place. Oh, I would agree with you. I think, you know, there's a Catholic radio um, produces so many great things, you know, at and ministry goes up, tithing goes up, parish community life is much more vibrant. Uh, people are making good choices. They are really taking on the concept of being the church militant. And that is a beautiful thing. Strong Christians, very, very uh, focused on God. But then you but, but then you flip that and you have people that are really putting God on a shelf in a box, you know, somewhere, you know, far away from their life, their daily life. And that's, that's unfortunate. So we're seeing both sides of this. And that's I, I agree with you, Jerry. It's an interesting time we live in, but God placed us in this time. And so we have to make the most of it and do our very best because all of heaven is watching you guys all of heaven is watching. So please make that call 833-288-3986. Well, we know from the Bible, and so I think in the book of Esther, it talks about, you know, for such a time as this, you know, we are all living at this time, particular time in history, for a specific reason, as Debbie was alluding to there a moment ago. Um, so, you know, how do you feel the world, where do you feel the world is going right now? Changing for the better, for the worse? Maybe you can add in um, a suggestion. Maybe you've got an idea uh, of something that would make the world better. We hopefully all want the world to be better and not worse, but it's uh, probably a combination of the two right now. So you can weigh in on one of those last remaining open phone lines. We're going to get to Martin and Amelia and Haley and the others momentarily here on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Is the world changing for the better, for the worse, or both? 833-288-3986.
for asking the question today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Um, do you think the world is, is, is becoming a better place to live or it's going in the wrong direction? We really want to hear from you. You can tell us something. Um, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be, you know, precise about things, just something that's on your mind or heart about what's going on where you live in your place in the country, in the world. That is very important to us because every region, every area of the world has different problems, different blessings. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's an, it's an amazing time. And we're finding out about it, Jerry, on social media very quickly. So it's nice when we can weigh in on a platform like this, a global platform on EWTN radio. So folks, please let's take advantage of it and make that call 833-288-3986. And Jerry, before we get to the phones, I just wanted to share with our listeners the world over and you can get it in your email inbox uh, about the world over. Don't miss the latest political and cultural reporting and analysis on topics of interest to Catholics and people of faith on the world over with Raymond Arroyo and get, and get the news from the world over in your email inbox every week. Sign up today. All you have to do is visit EWTN.com and click on subscribe. All right, it's as easy as that. And getting on the program is as easy as 833-288-3986. Is the world getting better or worse? Do you feel that you have an opinion on that? Maybe a little bit of both. We're going to start, as uh, mentioned, with Martin in Houston, Texas, and he is listening to us on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Martin. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Hi, how are you all doing? Doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm God's blessed me in many ways, but I don't want to come across as chicken little, but I probably will. <laughs> but I, my comment is, I think the world has been changing for a long time now for the worst. Because you can look at the attack on marriage, the attack on, you know, so many people living in the flesh that want to, you know, don't look, you know, like young couples, before they get married, they have to take classes, but they get, sometimes they'll quit going or they won't get into the class because, you know, the priest will say, well, you can't cohabitate, you know, you've got to go to confession and live separate lives, and they just can't comprehend that. Then there's, you know, all the natural things, the fires, the earthquakes, the change of the you know, uh, the world and everything, but especially, and I even see struggles in the church, but the major one is our beautiful country. I mean, I I don't know, uh, I really pray for it, because I think every one of those people in Washington, if they walked out of a room, you would smell sulfur. Mm. It is, I mean, not... You would have to be, I tell everybody, to be in politics, you'd have to be able to sell your mother. These people are horrible. Mm. And they, you can see how they, just now, they, you know, they fight among each other. I, it's, I'm independent, but you can, you know, the Democrats will fight with the Republicans, and now they just ate that poor guy up from, you know, the speaker, you know, because uh, this person didn't, and it's the back you know, things that people don't see, it's, it's, it's just like the corporate world. You know, the nuns are getting out of the hospital systems because they approached it with mercy. Now, if you can't pay the bill, 
they put your luggage outside by the door and say, get out. And I mean, that's the way they look at it. They mm-hmm. will not, you know, it's, it's just that way. So I guess, like, without sounding rambling on, I think it's, this world is definitely going down the toilet. Well, you know, Martin, you're laying out a lot of things, and I can't disagree with any of those. And the first thing that pops into my mind is First Timothy 6.10. You know, a lot of people think that it says money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And you've got so many things. You know, the abortion industry, obviously, it's a lust for money, a thirst for money. Politics, to a, to a large extent, you know, really is about money. And I don't know if the Founding Fathers intended for there to be, quote-unquote, career politicians or not, but... Um, you know, as you're as you're as you're describing things, another you know, several places in the Bible it talks about Satan. You know, as the prince of this world or the prince ruler of this world and so forth. So um, we know that Satan is alive and active in all ages, but he is definitely alive and active in our age. But even with that, Jesus says, when you see a lot of these things happening, the end is not the end is not there. You know, so. Uh, as with Scripture says, we, we don't know the, the day or the hour, but we know a lot of things are getting worse and worse by the day. Debbie, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've got any thoughts the only, for Martin. The only comment I would make, Martin, is that um, the reason why Adam Bly um, and, and myself, we, we decided to get to join forces and try to go out there and, and um, do a, a radio show on um, angelic and demonic activity in the world is because... In the, in the work that we do in our separate ministries, when we go out and we speak at various events, I, I mainly speak on angels. He spe- he's a religious demonologist, Adam Bly, and he speaks, of course, on, um, on the demons because he does a weekly exorcism ministry that he's a coach at. And um, we came together to put together the show The Spirit World for that exact reason, Martin, on the attack that you talked about at the beginning of your of your call, the attack on you know uh, marriages and and on the on the unborn and on the elderly and on all sorts of 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 you know young folks as well with the occult. Um, we found that the catechesis is not out there; it's not being um, properly presented in some areas, and so we just thought that if. You know, the good Lord wanted a show out there like the spirit world, and it's been uh, very uh, well received by folks. It's on Saturdays um, at at 11 a.m. Eastern time, and it's on EWTN uh, radio. I just wanted to say that's the reason, because the demonic activity is is at an all time high right now. It's it's everywhere and it's in plain sight. It's on it's on regular TV. It's on, um, you know, entertainment TV that you would normally after dinner sit and gather the family and, and enjoy a show. Well, now you're, you're watching stuff that is a possible portal f- for the demons. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable that we're seeing that. And I, and I think back to when I was a kid, Jerry and Martin, and I can't remember anything like this happening. So yes, I do believe it has gone in, in a terrible direction, um, for the Christian values that we hold near and dear to, to us. Uh, any final comments, Martin? Oh, well, and I know you, I really, in my heart, I know I, I said prayers, you know, I say my prayers, and I know above everything, people have got to realize that our Lord said, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word in the church will stand, something, you know, like that. And I believe that in my heart. God's going to prevail no matter what goes on. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, 
so many people are suffering. And he blessed me with the feeling of it, the double-edged sword. One of the gifts God gave me was I physically feel it when someone's in pain, mm-hmm. emotional, psychological, or whatever. Someone mm-hmm. starts to cry, I can start to cry because it breaks my heart. And I'm 67 years old. But I, and I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it, 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 it just really uh, blows you away to, you know, to see so much pain. But there's, it's, it's our, you know, our Lord does work in, in a, a, unusual ways because mm-hmm. when I think all is just as horrible as it, as it is, and I, and, and I have a lot going on with me, like everybody else, I, you know, when I'm watching television, I see those strong little babies with St. Jude, and mm, I think you're yeah. so selfish, Martin. Well, and you've actually, you, I think you've been given a gift, Martin, you know, to be able to experience other people's suffering and, and kind of it's even Christ feel like yourself. Gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. a Christ-like gift. Yeah, a Christ-like gift. You know, there's that whole, it goes back to, uh, was, who's a Bill Clinton, you know, I feel your pain. Well, you know, in a sense, we really should feel one another's pain. You know, Paul writes in uh, 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verse 26, he says, if one part of the body suffers, every part suffers with it, and if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So we definitely ought to uh, really, um, you know, empathize with one another and and offer our sacrifices for, for the sake of all people. I always say, you know, one soul lost is too many. And unfortunately, I think a lot of souls are in potentially being lost these days. Martin, thank you for getting thank us started you, here with a great phone call yeah, that on was our a conversation great call. today. Yeah, great, great contribution. Mm-hmm. Eight, go ahead. No, I was waiting for you to, mm-hmm. to give the number. 833-288-3986 is the number. Do you feel like the world is getting better or worse? Martin had a great take on that. And Amelia is going to join us next from North Texas, also listening on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, Amelia. Hello. Welcome. So I, I've never uh, called in any radio station before. <laughs> and you made it ours. Thank you, Amelia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, um, I what the biggest difference that I see from when I was a teenager and a young person to, and I'm 70 now, um, is just a gradual decline of trust. Trust is in the government, trust in our schools, our relationships, um, trust in religion, and that's I think is really. Um, very dangerous, and it's created a just a, a society all over the world that <clears throat> is paranoid and willing to hurt one another because they've lost the ability to trust one another. And, you know, I had a good friend, a Methodist friend of mine, that told me one time, you don't put your faith in any institution. You don't put your faith in the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, you don't put everything there, you put it in the Lord, because He will never fail you. And I think that's what people have forgotten to do, is to trust in Him. And once you trust in Him, you lead your life according to that trust. And um, that's mine. I know that's pretty generic, but I think that it's, it's infectious, and it's not just here in our wonderful country, but it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. But hope, I 
my solution, my personal solution to it is when I get hit with a lack of trust that seems to be everywhere, I uh, try to reach out to others and show them my trust and I can't change the world, but I can change my behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what I do each day, and, and things get better, um, at least for me and the people around me. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, Amelia, thanks for sharing that. Trust is a very important thing, and it le- a lack of it leads us to do a lot of uh, you know very unfortunate things. And one of the things that I think that that leads to is we sort of project that onto God then as well. You know, if we can't, like you said, we can't trust the government, schools, relationships, then uh, you know we we tend to put that onto God, and God is the one ultimately who we we can trust and should trust at all times. Never should our trust waver in Him, but. It's something I, you know, I, it's why I say the surrender novena all the time, you know, because I really need to work on that trust, especially in God. But I know, Debbie, in your, in your coaching, you may come across this in people's mm-hmm. relationships. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, you're absolutely uh, spot on, Amelia. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much again for making this um, program and this station, EWTN, the, the first call. You can, you, can, you can check that off your bucket list, Amelia. <laughs> you, you did it, and I hope it's enjoyable and you'll call us back again. Um, but I agree with you. There's a lack of trust. And, but I also think, you know, that people um, are, are saying certain things, but not doing. And, and so they, they, can, they can talk the talk, but they're not really walking, walking the talk or walking, walking the walk, however you want to say it when it comes to life coaching. So people need to talk the talk and walk the walk. They need to do both. They can't just, you know, say good things out of, out of their mouths and then not practice it and not live it because it's not going to build trust for, for um, each other in it, with uh, humanity. And I agree with you that Jesus, we trust in you. That's the divine mercy messages, that it's all about trusting in Jesus. Um, The one thing that I would add, though, is that if you were referring to like an institution of the church being the human element of the church, I would agree with you. However, the institution of the church by by Christ instituting um, um, Christianity, then I would say that we have to keep that bigger picture and really be very, especially as as Catholic Christians, be very um, be dedicated and loyal to Holy Mother Church. So you know, it's there's a lot of elements to this, a lot of angles, um, but the trust factor I think is is definitely, or the lack of trust uh, that is that is very uh, pervasive right now. I think is is, um, is is contributing to a lot of problems in relationships in in just daily life. So. I'm right with you, but um, you know my my solution to it, Amelia. If you're interested, is people got to get back to God. They've got to be focused on God. You know, we, we're we're too much into the world and not enough into God. Real quickly, you got about 15 seconds. Any final comments? No, no, I I totally agree with you. Is that it's the lack of trusting in in our Lord, and um, as far as the Catholic Church goes, I. The, the institution itself, I have total faith in. We all make mistakes as human beings, but um, my, my, my faith is rock solid, and I really appreciate you listening to me and allowing me to be part of this. You're very welcome. Thank you, Amelia, for that. And I just want to add this. The one we need to turn to for the, uh, the uh, um, mirror uh, modeling trust for us is, of course, the Blessed Virgin Mary 
who for she believed, you know, she was the one who had the greatest belief and trust. Her son would rise again and God's plan would be fulfilled. So let us always stay close to our Blessed Mother. It's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Do you think the world is changing for the better or for the worse? 833-288-3986. Your thoughts are just a phone call away at 833-288-3986. We're kind of sizing up the world today from where you live and how you experience the world. You think it's changing for the better or for the worse? Join us if you'd like, 833-288-3986. We will go to Haley in Texas right after I tell you here that we are congratulating another member of the EWTN radio family. I love the name of their ministry, Ablaze Radio in Duluth, Georgia, celebrating their eighth year with EWTN. So congratulations to Ken and Patricia Shivers and their team at WNRE 98.1 FM from all of your friends here at EWTN. Amazing. I love that. Eight years. Wow. Mm -hmm. A lot of souls have been touched by Catholic Radio. Okay. So as promised, we will go to Haley, uh, first time caller in Wilson County, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Haley. Welcome. Hi, good morning. Um, I think that the world is going in a better direction because of the young people. The, the younger generations are so accepting, and they have a really great vocabulary for um, people that are different. This is my example. Um, I went to go pick up the little boy I babysit for at preschool, and we were getting in the, he was getting in my car, and behind us there was a van, and they were loading up a little boy who was kind of on a stretcher with some tubes and a helmet, and he said, oh, that's my friend. He has a brain disorder. Can we go get ice cream? And it was just so lovely that how he was so accepting and like it was just no big deal. And he had a word to describe, you know, the differences that his friend had. But it wasn't any there wasn't any judgment and it was total um, acceptance. And I really found a lot of um, the, the Lord's uh, love and, and joy in that moment. Hmm. Why do, you, why do you think things are different in that way, Haley? I, I appreciate what you're saying, and I agree with you. Why do you think that's different maybe with young people today versus, say, a generation or two ago? Um, I think we've just kind of come, come a bit farther along as far as um, talking about our, um, our mental health and our, um, and our, emotional, our emotional health and our emotions, and it seems to be less stigmatized. Um, to, you know, talk about real things. And um, and also, I think the Internet, in a way, it's, it has a lot of problems, but also it really has um, allowed a lot of people who maybe feel totally alone to seek out people who are like them and feel, you know, part of a community, whereas before maybe they wouldn't have had the opportunity to because of the distance that they were from people and the lack of, you know, ability to communicate with anyone other than just right in their direct mm-hmm. surroundings. So... Yeah, that's what I think. No, I, I think you may be right. I, you know, and like you said, the internet exposure to um, people with uh, differences and things that we may not have otherwise felt comfortable with. I remember, you know, just when I think of my own growing up, my own childhood, um, you know, there would be things that you would be uncomfortable with being around, you know, people think things people were experiencing or going through. And now maybe they're just more in in our our attention, in our focus, in our, you know, in our lived experience. So, yeah, you could be uh, there. We better find hope in the children. You know, we're not going to find it anywhere Mm -hmm. else if we don't find it Mm -hmm. in our children. That's for sure. 
I just wanted to say thank you so much, Haley, for being a first-time caller and sharing your perspective. It's very interesting because I never thought of it that way about the use of words because words are very powerful and and the understanding behind the use of words and the acceptance. And, um, you know, as you were speaking about this, you used that example, um, Haley, I was thinking back of when I was doing a... um, a class for for young folks they're they were pretty young they're elementary school age and you're right they used very descriptive words and they accepted things in a in a broader in a broader manner and it was very interesting i never thought of it that way until you brought that up that that angle but you're brilliant Haley. thank you thank you so much um thanks for everything you do have a great day bye okay you too all right, 833-288-3986. We got a good comment from Michael mm-hmm. M. who's watching mm-hmm. the video stream on YouTube. Hi, everybody. Get your chats going there. Jeff Burson will get those comments over to us. Michael M. says, Pope Benedict XVI predicted that the church would shrink, but it would grow in power and the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be as large, maybe quantity-wise, but the quality of what it, you know, might be even termed a remnant, you know, Pope Benedict right. XVI uh, predicted that it was going to be a very, very powerful powerful force and influence in the world. Okay, so um, keep those uh, comments coming in because Jeff Burson loves to retrieve those and put them up on the board so we can uh, weave them into the discussion. But listening on the EWTN app is Linda from Austin, Texas. Hello, Linda. Welcome to Take Two. Hi, good morning. God bless you guys for your service. You know, this is an interesting question. It got me thinking, because when you look at some of the stories in the Old Testament, you think, ah, you know, we just continue doing the same thing over and over and over as human beings. Um, I think it was Moses was saying to God, you know, you know how these, you know, you know how prideful these people can be. You know how these people are prone to sin. Prone to sin. But I have to say, I heard something last week in church I had never heard before. Um, I actually heard a priest use God's name in vain. He swore to God during the homily, and I was stunned. And I have to say, I think in some ways the world has gotten worse. We've become so casual. We've, been, we've, we've become so casual in our, in our churches. We, uh, a few weeks ago, you know, we saw somebody go up to communion in shorts, and, you know, we don't wait for the priest to proceed out, you know, but, you know, the minute he gives us a blessing, people are piling out and talking. There's no sense of reverence. It's just a lot of noise going on right after Mass. I mean, what what happened to this concept of sitting and praying and giving thanks to God? Because we just received Him, you know, mm-hmm. in, our, in our bodies. But yet at the same time, when I go to confession, some of these young priests are amazing. I think we are raising just a powerhouse of young mm-hmm. priests who are steeped in rich catechesis because the, the the guidance and the information they give is just so sound, and they they speak the truth. And so, it, you know, I, 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 in some ways, yes, I think things have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. In other ways, you know, I mean, we have shows like this to listen to all day Aww. long. Um, we have, you know, archives. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if I want the truth, it's out there. I can find it, mm-hmm. and, and um, I can go to any of these shows and plug in and, and get a shot in the arm, as they say, to, to fight the good fight. So. Right, right. 
So, so Linda, let me just um, share a couple things with you. First of all, thank you so much for the kind words. You, you are, you're such a precious soul to us. Thank you um, for, for affirming uh, the ministry work that we're trying to do here. So we appreciate that very much. Going back to this priest in the homily, you jogged my memory because about uh, 20 years ago, I was sitting in church at a Sunday mass and the priest was uh, presenting the homily and he was getting, you could tell his blood pressure was getting, getting up there and his heart was, you know, racing. And he started to say some things that, that, that were leaning in that direction of taking the Lord's name during the homily. And afterwards I under, I didn't, I didn't do it because I was actually, it's a two tier church I, I was at. And so I was on the upper tier. And so I, I left, um, cause it, you know, he was greeting down downstairs after mass, but I heard that one of my friends went up to him and said, father, you know, we, we can totally understand that you were riled up I totally understand that you were getting, you know, caught up in the emotion of what you were delivering with the homily. And you were trying to impress upon us something very important. But in the course of that, you committed, you know, a really, you know, a, a public, you know, a sin, you know, to all of us by, by, and he realized it right away. And he said, you know, I, I, he said, I really wasn't thinking. And it was, it just, it just came out of my mouth during the homily and what, and he asked the the person, what should I do? And the person said, you know, maybe you should just write something in the bulletin or apologize that it's just not proper. And he did. And it was a beautiful thing. And it was a learning experience for all that witnessed it and also what he, um, what he did. And so my question is, do you know if anybody went up to this priest and just, or is this like a common thing that he does? Um, it appears to be a common thing. Like uh, I, I counted ten times mm. Ooh. a particular phrase that was used. Yes. Yeah. I I just think though, Linda, somebody either gently needs to let him know or let the bishop know because that's just improper speech for a homily. It really is. I used to do. Uh, I used to be a liturgy coordinator for many years. And again, and going back to what you said about reverence and sacredness, you're spot on. I, um, when, when, um, the mass is done properly with, um, um, an emphasis on the sacredness and the, and being very respectful and being very reverent during all the parts of the mass, even when you enter into the church, even when you exit the church after communion, especially, um, yeah, Linda, I couldn't agree more. There's a but there's a lack of catechesis on that, um, and so again, uh, we need more uh, programs on Catholic Radio to help folks understand that when we go to Mass, it is when heaven and earth meet, and it is it is the most important um, the important event that we can we can be at and participate in, and it is incredible, and it's and it stands outside of time, and it, it needs our full attention and our full respect. So I couldn't agree with you more on that. But I just I feel bad for this priest because I, I wonder if anybody's ta- taken the time to um, you know correct him in a in a gentle way to help him. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you think, Jerry? No, yeah, I, I think it's it's appropriate, perhaps, especially if it's happening, you know, to the degree that you're, you're describing uh, there in your particular parish, Linda. So maybe maybe God has uh, put this on your heart to to very gently and you know patiently and charitably maybe uh, bring this up with this particular priest. Have you have you thought about that? I have. Um, I I've given a lot of thought and prayer, and 
and sought guidance about, you know, what is the right thing to do here? Because I respect mm-hmm. his authority, right? Mm-hmm. And his position, and I feel very strongly about, you know, it's, it's not my place to judge. However, right. it was hugely distracting um, during Mass, and it was an offense to God right. and to us. Right. And right. so I do feel the need to say something. I want to say it out of love. I'm not sure it'll be received. Um, but then yeah. that's not my responsibility, right? It's, well, it, yeah. it, you go, you go first, to, Jerry. Yeah, about Interesting, about, Linda. I, I heard a priest give a homily recently on what, what's called fraternal correction. Mm-hmm. And the, the priest used an example from St. Therese, a little flower, when she saw one of her fellow sisters in the convent doing something that uh, was not appropriate. And what Therese did is she didn't just, you know, jump right into the, the situation and bring it up right away. She prayed a lot about it for a long time. She discerned. And really, the Lord put it on her heart, you know, to do it, like you said, in a very patient, gentle, loving way. So if you pray for this priest, like I said, maybe God, you're the one that God wants to perhaps bring to his attention what he's doing here and just really be in prayer for him. Use your guardian angel. Ask your guardian angel to go to his guardian angel to prepare his heart. And who knows, you know, he could really say, you know, thank you so much. I didn't really realize that I was doing it, at least to that extent. So God could bring something very beautiful out of this. I know it's not a comfortable thought, you know, bring something up with your pastor like this but uh, anyway pray about it and if you have a a spiritual guide a spiritual director in your life maybe bring it up with that individual as well and see what they have to say about it but debbie you were going to add something as well well i was just going to say linda i understand your position about judging and but he he publicly if if he's if he's taking the lord's name in vain in any way that is is blasphemy in any way other than if it's just maybe out of ignorance because it's slang or something of that nature you know people have been brought up with some slang terms that 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 can sound very offensive, but to them they they don't even realize they they are offensive uh, to God. So so there's all sorts of elements to this of, of taking the Lord's name in 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 vain, and also you know if it if it does rise to that level. But judgment is about whether you determine it, you know, having judgment on somebody else is whether you determine if they're going to go to heaven or to hell. And that's only for God to decide. Okay. So you're not making a judgment on him at all. It's, it's, it's an, it's an observation and an experience of what he has said. Okay. It's not, you're not, you're not, you're just stating that because you don't want that to go to somebody else. Like, let's say for instance, he uses these terms that are, that are possibly taking the Lord's name in vain. And he's using these terms on a regular basis. And a young child is listening to that. And then a young child starts to use those same terms and they say, well, mommy, uh, father, so-and-so says them all the time. That's not right. That that's not good for anyone. So you see what I'm saying? So I think there is a way to do it. And, and and I think I agree with Jerry. It could be a learning and growing experience for all involved. What do you say, Linda? You know, I I do feel an obligation to say something. I I do and have been praying. And whenever we have the Eucharist, I offer up. Um, I heard I heard uh, uh, Father Kendrassi at at one of the the Fullness of Truth conferences say, you know. If you have priests who, who aren't doing the right thing, offer them up in the chalice when when the priest raises that chalice, you know, and continue to pray for them. So I do do that, and I encourage all of us, especially during these times, to, to please mm-hmm. pray for all of our priests. But yeah, I, 
I, I think I'm leaning in the direction that you guys are telling me. I, I feel I need to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be out of love, and I'm going to pray for the opportunity for God to create the opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I want to do it. Well, and Linda, you know this. I mean, this is a little life coaching tidbit, okay? You you kind of do like the Oreo cookie thing, right? So you sandwich the the kind of um, difficult comment in between two beautiful compliments, right? So you could you could start off, you know, talking about what great homilies he gives and what a great pastor is he is and what a great or a priest and what a great shepherd he is. And then just say, and by the way, and by the way, Father, could you drop the one line that you say all the time in in the homilies and then finish with, but I love coming to mass, you know, I mean, there's ways to do it that are, that are very gentle that, because sometimes I do think that the priests, their, their guard is up because they're always dealing with problems. Always. I was a, I was an assistant to a priest, a very popular priest in our diocese. And I was an assistant to him for six months and I couldn't wait to get to stop doing this job because it was problem after problem after problem nonstop. And so their guard is always up. So I think it's the way you approach it. But Linda, you, you sound like a beautiful soul and I know it's going to go well. I, I just have a good feeling about it. Well, keep keep all of our priests in our prayers as we move forward. That's all I can say to everybody. Definitely. So, Thank you, Linda. God bless you for your call. And you are right. Um, there are a lot of amazing young priests that God is raising up nowadays. And that is to take nothing away from the beautiful, uh, holy, godly men who have held down the fort, you know, our priests for decades. But, you know, as I think it's the book of Romans, chapter 5, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And so we see a lot of uh, very, very horrible things going on in the world today. But God's answer to that is to pour out more grace and more conversion and more repentance and more holy men and women in the age that we're living in because we really do need them. Um, So I want to quickly mention before we continue our conversation here that... um, you can, uh, you can get the encore, actually, of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie Monday through Friday at midnight Eastern Time here on EWTN Radio, so don't forget about that. The show airs at noon Eastern Time here live, and most of our affiliates carry the encore as well at midnight Eastern Time right here on EWTN Radio. Okay, so we are getting some comments that um, a, l- um, a few folks are a little bit... Um, you know, shocked and maybe stunned about Linda's comment um, that because they said they've never heard their priests say anything um, like that. Um, I will tell you in all the years I've been in ministry for a long time, Jerry knows this, uh, over 25 years, I have heard, um, you know, bad language coming from um, the pulpit. Um, And it's not because uh, the priests are are doing and they're not intentionally trying to sin or say something bad. They get very riled up sometimes in the homilies. And so when that happens, it's no different than like an open mic on a radio show, you know, a live radio show. If you start to get into a very heated discussion, things can come out of your mouth that are, that are improper. And um, so I have heard it. Um, But I do think we, we, uh, we do need to, um, correct each other out of love. Uh, I know that if I said something improper, Jerry would would um, 
hopefully off air would call me and say, hey, by the way, I probably wouldn't say that next time. And I would say the same with Jerry. And that's what we do as the body of Christ. What do you say to that, Jerry? Well, I was going to say when Linda was on with us, uh, I would I would want to have something like this brought to my attention. Um, I'm not saying that the priest is doing it, you know, without knowing that he's doing it. But that these kinds of things can maybe uh, you can, your mind can you can these things can slip your mind. You can do them sort of inadvertently. So mm-hmm. yeah, I do agree. If if this was me doing something like that, yeah, I, I think. And you and I have done this with each other before. You know, not anything really serious, but we we talk to each other off the air and how we're going to approach things. And yeah. you know, really, uh, we you, you have to yeah. be open open to that fraternal correction. And I understand Linda's hesitancy on this because, you know, how, how many of us, the thing is a lot of people do want to go to talk to Father about things, but then it's just kind of this blazing wrath in your face complaint and so forth. Whereas right. Linda's approach, you know, is one, it's going to be one of very, very gentle, loving, patient, charitable approach. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to, if, if she does decide to do this, I think it's going to go well for her and for that priest. Oh, you can tell she's a very prayerful mm-hmm. woman. You can tell that. So, Linda, we, we, we're going to be praying that everything goes well. And send your guardian angel um, ahead of you when you have that uh, wonderful encounter with your, with your priest. Now, let me ask you a question, Jerry. Okay. Let me put you on the, on the spot here. The hot seat. So, yeah, <laughs> on the hot seat. So you are in uh, priestly formation. Um, you're a, a seminarian in the Diocese of Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, you're stationed right now for the pastoral year at the Basilica in Daytona Beach. Do Basilica, I have that correct? Basilica of St. Paul, yeah, in Daytona of Beach. Of St. Paul, yeah. And by, by the way, folks, if you want to reach Jerry by email, it's seminaryjerry at gmail.com. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let's just say, let's fast forward a couple years and you're ordained and you're giving a homily and somebody doesn't like what you're saying or thinks think that it's improper or you even you know possibly committed some kind of uh, sin of taking the Lord's name and they came up to you and said, you know, they at that time they would say Father Jerry, so they'd say Father Jerry. Let me ask you a question. Or I don't know if you're going to go by Father Jerry or Father Usher, but um, what if they said to you, you know, we just feel what you said was improper? What would be your response? I'm just curious. Well, first of all, I appreciate everybody, everybody's prayers. I just want to make it through to the next day of formation. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking down the road, and I, I appreciate that. No, like I just said, I would want to be. I would want to have something like this brought to my attention. Um, I hope, I pray, I don't know, I've been, there are times in my life I've been, I've reacted very defensively when people have, uh, you know, brought up things like this with me, and I, I hope and pray that I've changed a little bit in that area, but I think the most important thing, especially to me, if God willing I do become a priest, is going to be to speak the Word of God and to do it in a very holy, reverent way. And to never, uh, you know, never uh, create a situation where somebody has to come up to me and say something like this. But if they mm-hmm. do, I, I hope and pr- right now I could say today I would be open to it. And hopefully that would be the same in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's important, though, is uh, it, to feel that you can approach your, your priest or your pastor or your deacon and, and share that or lay leader, whoever's in your, your parish. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Jerry, let's if you if we can, can we look ahead because tomorrow is our urgent prayer request show. Um, it's we used to call it um, um, Jesus. We need uh, God. We need you now, Jesus. God nine one one. We need you now. But we dropped yeah. the nine one one because we didn't want people calling nine one one. So we say, God, we need you now. So urgent prayer intentions. Just to let everyone know, on the very top of the list is going to be all the world. 
um, uh, situations that are happening, um, uh, the war, uh, Israel and, and the U- Ukraine and Armenia, and uh, it goes on and on. There's a lot, uh, um, the earthquake in um, Afghanistan. I mean, it goes on and on, folks. So just yeah. so you know, we've got all the world major events that are happening right now covered in the prayer intentions. And this, these are actually more p- personal prayer intentions, urgent prayer intentions that we have as the Take Two family, and that's for tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we invite you to submit your prayer intentions any time of the day or night or the day of the week, doesn't matter. The uh, prayer book is always open. Debbie keeps a running list of prayer intentions from when you call into the program or send us an email or comment on social media. But uh, at take2show.com, you can always uh, submit a prayer intention. Just look at the Ace McKay has it laid out very nicely. The tabs across the top of the homepage. Just click on prayer book and you can put in your name and your prayer intentions. And we know that the Take Two family around the world, we don't have to specifically mention everyone because a lot of them do come to us via email, but we know the Take-Two family around the world is praying for you, with you, and for you, and for your intentions all the time. So mm-hmm. let us know what you'd like to pray for. You can do that anytime at Take2Show.com. And you can always email us at um, take2 at EWTN. Dot com. That's how you can email us. And also, don't forget to like us on the Jerry and Debbie Facebook page. I think we just jumped another hundred or something of that nature because I saw it jump. Um, we're trying to get to over 3,000. We'd like to get to 5,000 by the end of the year and then 10,000 by next year. I know it's a big goal, but you know what? We're trying to get out there far and wide because next year we're going to be focusing on divine mercy. And it's very important we try to reach as many people as possible possible. So if you if you got something out of this broadcast, share it with a friend. One friend will will take take two to the next level. So we would appreciate it. We're already praying in advance of tomorrow's program for whatever your intentions are going to be. So please be thinking about what you need or somebody else needs. There are a lot of very, very hurting people in the world, but also if you have a praise report, you can call in with that as well tomorrow. Urgent prayer intentions on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Thank you, affiliates, for carrying the program. Thank you, Ace, Jeff, and Matt, the show team. I'm Jerry Usher for Debbie Giorgiani, and can't wait till tomorrow's program. This week is already off to a great start. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're coming up on uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis's feast day on the 12th, and then uh, Fatima, the Miracle of the Sun, on the 13th. Wow, this is a great week, folks. we got to stay rooted in prayer, though, and tomorrow's our urgent prayer intention show. Please join us. Until then, have a beautiful and blessed day. We ask St. Joseph, please pray for us.